Welcome back to the Learn With Less podcast, a family enrichment program for parents and caregivers, educators, and infants and toddlers of all developmental level. In this podcast series, we get together for some music, play, and conversation about early development and early parenthood. The mission of Learn With Less is to provide confidence to new families and to educators that you can support and connect with babies and toddlers without having to buy a single toy. This episode of the Learn With Less podcast is the second of a four-part series about incorporating play, language, music, and movement into everyday routines. These episodes feature a conversation between myself, Ayelet Marinovich, a pediatric speech-language pathologist and founder and creator of the Learn With Less curriculum, and Miranda Zumbaris, an early childhood educator and interventionist, licensed Learn With Less facilitator, and entrepreneur. In this series of four episodes, we will explore the four pillars of the Learn With Less framework and examine how we can incorporate more of each of those into our everyday routines to support connection and early learning. For each episode, we chose one routine and one everyday object and explored the ways in which we could infuse developmentally enriching experiences into everyday life and help families see that they can do this using the time, energy, and materials they already have. Be sure to check over on our Instagram and Facebook pages at Learn With Less and at Early Intervention Mama for additional content that may support your understanding and experiences of these episodes. As we release each episode, we'll link them in the show notes so you can easily access them. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. It's nice to see you here today. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. It's nice to see you here. We can start by saying hello to the people who are with us. Hello to Ayelet. Hello to Miranda. Hello, 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 hello. Hello to the babies. Hello to the toddlers. Hello, hello, hello. Since I don't know your name, I'll help you sing the song and you can fill it in. Ready? Hello to your child's name. Hello to your name. Hello, 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 hello. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. One last time. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. It's nice to see you here today. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. It's nice to see you here. Okay, welcome back to the Learn With Less podcast. Today, I am joined by my current co-host, Miranda Zumbaris. Hi, Miranda. Hi, I'm so glad to be back. Yay. Let's go ahead. Last week, we had an episode all about that first pillar of Learn With Less, which is play. So go back if you haven't listened to that and grab all of the things that we talked about, listen to all of that, and catch up with all of the content that we've created over on Instagram and Facebook and places at Early Intervention Mama and at Learn With Less, and you can get caught up with all the great stuff all about play. But this week, Miranda, what are we talking about this week? We're going to talk about talk. (laughs) (laughs) We're We're going to talk about talk and talk about playing with some tissues or tissue boxes. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, last week we talked a little bit about what play is and then different routine examples of using a specific object in play. This week, we're going to do the same thing about talk and the The object that we've chosen for this week is, as you said, that whole routine of blowing your nose. (laughs) 
<laughs> and the blowing the the sort of handkerchief, nose blowing, tissue pulling type stuff. So t- tissues and self-care really is the topic that we're going to chat about. So let's talk a little bit about what talk is as we define it and learn with less. So I can start there and then I'm going to hand it off to you to chat a little bit more about the different routines that we're going to chat about. Yeah. So when we're talking about this pillar of talk, what we're really discussing is discussion, the act of discussion and observation, the idea of repetition with variation, because every single day, we hope you're having some kind of conversation with your young child. Within daily routines, this is such a wonderful time to really give into that discussion and observation. Instead of quietly changing your child's diaper, this is a great opportunity to say the same kinds of things at the same time, because then you're repeating yourself and giving context to words. So for instance, oh, let's take it off when you're taking off the diaper. Okay. You know, you can sequence events and look at what's coming next and all of those things. So you're repeating and you're giving a lot of consistency, but then a little bit of variation, right? The pattern adjusts a little bit each time. We're also talking about when we're talking about talk, we're having this conversation about communicating for a variety of purposes, not just what's this, what's that labeling, right? Which is, I think, something that a lot of us as adults tend to get stuck in, in terms of like quizzing and drilling our little ones, because that's how oftentimes we've learned what learning is. It looks like taking tests and quizzing. And and also as the grownups in the room, we want to hear our children say those words. We want to see that they can identify something. We want to know what they know. We want to see what they know. We want to show our loved ones what they know. And also, right, because again, we're talking about not just the but or it's and. So (laughs) we want to communicate for a variety of purposes. We want to ask our child questions. We want to wonder aloud. We want to imitate them. We want to talk about what's happening around us, how something feels, what it looks like, and notice what they're noticing and say those things out loud. And then, of course, we also want to communicate to our little ones using a variety of means and modes of communication, right? We know that right now, Miranda and I are sitting at two different computers looking at each other on Zoom and she's nodding. That tells me that she's listening, right? And she's smiling and that tells me that she's engaged. And all of those nonverbal communication skills also assist in communicating and engaging with each other as humans. So whether it's gestures and pointing or clapping or whether it's moving towards or away from our little one or whether it's facial expression or different kind of motor movements, right? Like hugs or pushing something away, right? Not everything has to be positive, but really showing that there are so many ways to communicate what we need, what we want, what we think, what we're wondering, what we're questioning. And then finally, just modeling what you want to see, both in terms of the kinds of communicative behaviors that you want your child to then imitate and replicate, because goodness knows... Some of the things that I'm noticing in my nine-year-old right now are directly influenced by things that I'm like, oh my gosh, I wish I wasn't like that. I wish I didn't do that to him (laughs) because now he's doing that to his little brother and that doesn't feel very good. 
right? How, (laughs) how lovely. So just bringing that awareness to ourselves because even from before day one, they are learning from us. So those are the pieces that I wanted to start with in terms of what is talk, right? So let's talk a little bit about Miranda, how to utilize routines with regard to this pillar of talk. Yeah, absolutely. So, oh my gosh, there literally is so much to talk about. (laughs) So let's really think about that self-care routine and your child has a runny, gunky nose. So maybe you start by explaining what's going to happen if that works for your child. So you're using language. Oh, I see you have boogers coming out of your nose. It's about to get on your mouth. Let's find a tissue to clean it up. Or maybe you want to give some choices. You know, you have boogers on your nose. Do you want a wipe or a tissue so you can wipe it and allowing them to do it, giving some choices. Or maybe you're the one blowing your nose, you know, and your baby looks up at you startled by the noise (laughs) that you make. Or, you know, you're running a learn with loss class and you make the children cry when you blow your your nose or <laughs> I assume we're speaking from personal experience. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. I think it was a playful sneeze and I had about three crying babies now and they were like, yeah, that's kind of traumatic right now. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> to know your audience. But you know, if you have your tiny baby looking up at you because you just sneezed or you blew your nose, you know, to use talk to change the pitch and tone of your voice to let them know it's okay. (gasps) Whoa, you were startled when I blew my nose. That was loud. And then you pause and look at your child and give them an opportunity to go, you know, and kind of reconnect and that serve and return that we got with talk too. So I think in all those different examples, right, they're just little micro routines that are happening around nose blowing, but we're able to use that pillar of talk. And I think playfully too, right? Like I said, during class where we're pretending to sneeze really loud using noises and yes, um, right, right. Those social sounds. Yeah, I love that. And actually just another note about that is that again, we talk about these four different pillars, sometimes as if they're four distinct different things, but there's always overlap. Just like when we're working on a communication skill, we're also often working on a motor skill and we're also often working on a cognitive skill. So there is overlap in all of this, especially in those first three years of life. So I love that you brought that to our attention, Miranda. Let's talk a little bit about some of those kinds of things in terms of, okay, so we're talking about blowing the nose, but also like wiping faces, putting a mask on, talking through some of those things. Let's just chat about how we can use talk in terms of you had said a little bit about nose blowing, but also tissue pulling, right? Even just taking little pieces of fabric out of a box and just saying some of the words, right? Out, out, pull. All of these things have so much potential for adding a more language rich environment into your everyday routines. And so providing those examples of little tiny bits of language to offer during some of those nose blowing and caregiving. Do you want to give a few more examples, Miranda? Sure. Yeah, I'd love to. I'm thinking now as we talk about that pulling something out of a box, wipes. 
That's the same thing as the tissue, right? So maybe you talk about opening the white, the little button push, and then put it in front of your child. And maybe you don't say anything. Maybe you look expectantly at them and just wait. Give that power of the pause that we talk about in Learn With Loss and see what they do. Do they say something back to you? Do they reach for it? But we're looking at them with this playful expectation that says, hey, it's your turn to do something. What what are you going to do? So that's one thing that I'm thinking. And then just like you said, maybe it's not wipes or tissues that you're pulling out because those do get expensive, right? You know, and they are a valuable resource. And maybe we save that empty box to put things in that we're okay getting continually pulled in and out because we know things get. It might be mail, right? Junk mail, pieces of paper or envelopes that we're pulling out. It might be postcards. It might be, I'm just thinking about paper now, but other little (laughs) scraps, like scraps of fabric or ribbons or ties or Mm -hmm. hair ties, hair pulls any it can be any little thing I'm just riffing on different things that you can put in and pull out that are just everyday items used in self-care routines so and then thinking about what do we do with like a blanket right oftentimes we're hiding behind that so playing peekaboo thinking about taking that and using it when you're using a tissue or a wipe right or maybe you happen to be sitting out waiting to get into a restaurant the only thing you have in your pocket is a tissue and it's a clean one (laughs) you know and you pull it out to play (laughs) to play peekaboo or maybe you pull it out and ball it up in your hand and give a big puff of air and blow it across the table and take turns practicing that back and forth. And again, you're giving that turn taking, which is essential to communication and you're playing and talking about it, right? Maybe we do a a verbal routine, you know, crumple that tissue or mask or whatever you have in your hand. One, two, three, and we throw it in the air. Lots of ways to add language and play in all the pillars. That's it. Yep, (laughs) that's right. Yeah, I love the idea of crumpling up a tissue or even a little piece of paper or a mask or whatever it is, something really light, right? It could be a cotton ball and then blowing it across a floor, right? A vinyl or laminate or wooden floor. Uh, And then watch it go, right? So blow, go, taking something out of a box, out, pretending to sneeze, all of the ah, and when is mom or dad or other caregiver going to finish, right? That anticipation of like coming, right? Or like finding a hidden toy or a hidden whisk under one of a few of the hankies, right? Handkerchiefs, for instance. So yeah, under, ooh, where, where could it be? You put something under, where is it? So much language in there. Anything else you can think of, Miranda? I was I was imagining if you don't have a box to pull things out of that, maybe you shove it in your couch <laughs> or yeah, maybe you're cleaning that. your socks out of your couch that got taken <laughs> off and you're oh, pulling gosh. that in a silly way Box. or pretending that's, you know, and you're pull. Oh, what did I find? I found a sock. Maybe it's not a sock. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a tissue and pretending. Or a hand puppet. See, yeah. Put it on as a puppet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking about my getting more stinky as we go little little people but there are oh, always yeah. socks there are always socks hanging around the house right that is yes. that is the eternal issue in, in our yes. home <laughs> why are your socks here again child <laughs> yes 
But yeah, right. Again, that levity that we talked about in the last episode, right? When you're feeling energized and frustrated, how can we bring that a little bit of play and, and language into that? Love it. Yeah. And as you're saying that, I'm just thinking about how we've talked about repetition with variation. And in this instance, last episode, we talked about how you might say, we need to put your gloves on your feet. Come here. Also, if you have a child that's resisting nose blowing, we need to blow your nose. Come here. And you wipe their ear. You know, so using that same concept of I'm going to do something that's not quite right in a silly way, you know, using it and then switching it to something different the next time. Like I always talk with parents about all these little things are tools that go in your tool belt. And sometimes when you're just getting more comfortable using those concepts, it helps to have a script like that, you know, like I'll pretend to put something on a different body part or wipe a different body part or tickle a different body part to kind of have that in your mind as a way to help you stretch that muscle of playing and talk. It's so true. I love how you said that too, Miranda, because I think that is the real key differentiator of the biggest difference between you and I who came into parenthood with this set of tools versus a parent or caregiver who really never spent a whole lot of time maybe with kids or young children before. Having access to those little tools to pull from, from the very beginning. Now, number one, I want to say that does not solve all the things, right? So if you're if you're a professional who is hoping to have children (laughs) one day (laughs) and thinks you're going to be the best parent ever because you're already an early interventionist of some kind. Yeah, good luck. (laughs) (laughs) We will wait for the enlightening, (laughs) the enlightenment. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But yes, there are there are some nice aspects to having that knowledge. And that is the whole point. I think of number one, why we're here with you today. And number two, what learn with less is all about and what we're doing in our, in our classes. Miranda, actually, I wanted to just ask you as a learn with less facilitator, what are some of, because before we've hit the record button, we've been chatting a little bit about those little moments of aha moments for families in your classes, for instance, that when they realize like, oh, this is what play can look like. Oh, this is what talk can look like and how simple actually it really is right because we see all this content on Instagram or we read all the parenting books and we hear all of the messages that oh we need more and to do more and to buy more and to blah 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 but really it's about simplification and just utilizing these simple simple routines and simple objects so I was wondering if you could just talk a little bit about that yeah absolutely I think it's so interesting to watch parents have this surprise that they come to a class and their child happened to play with a tissue box for 40 minutes and they did it together with them and it was fun or that they played with a big shower curtain, you know, rising above and below and that those were the things that their child was most interested in. So I think just that feeling of watching on parents' faces experience the delight that their child has in those simple interactions and then getting to see later on, maybe as they're coming into class or leaving class, that they're infusing some of that in the moment, practicing it, right? Like maybe they're trying to have a conversation with a parent that they met there and they're 
little ones started to get fussy and they pretend to sneeze because we were doing that in class and their little one thought it was so funny, you know? And so they're like, oh, that worked. Yeah. yeah. So absolutely. I think just watching them see that it's the simple things. And then like you said, just adding a little bit of variation to it. Mm-hmm. Just me as a facilitator, I really view it too, as my role is to be like, I'm not doing anything. Like I'm literally just pulling a tissue and pretending to go, ah, this is completely accessible yes. to you. You know, if you don't have a voice, we can use the action that we can modify. Like there are yeah. thousands of ways to modify yeah. this, to make it fun. And just really taking away to, I think that feeling of she can do it better than I can, or right. they have more ideas. No, put it back on, right. on them. Like, Actually, you your get- child is going to show us what their ideas are. And, <laughs> and then we're going to follow what they do. That's literally love that. Absolutely. Learn with us class. And also one thing in there that I really wanted to highlight is it's not just your role as a learn with less facilitator is you're not just illuminating that these are the simple objects that they can play with. It's that you are connecting that there is a developmental value inherent in the ways in which they can very simply interact with those everyday objects. And you're taking away the facade or the illusion that that it has to be a fancy subscription box full of toys, or it has to be purchased from a specific aisle in a specific kind of store to have developmental value. Right. You're totally busting that myth. You're doing what what I like to talk about is showing everybody that the emperor has no toys, that it's just what you already have and you and your child and letting the child lead the way and noticing what your child is interested in and then providing a more robust version of these four pillars of play, talk, sing, and move around your child when you have the capacity. And that's what you're doing in in your Learn With Less classes, Miranda. And it's clearly helping the families in your community because they keep coming back. So, hooray. Yeah. And it's so so fun. I think just model that you highlighting, we're watching what the kids are doing, right? We're watching what the babies and the infants are interested in and what they're doing. And I think too, we model that by also watching what our parents do, you know, in class, that whole parallel process, right? If you see a parent that happens to be pretending to sneeze at class, or maybe they're gently waving a blanket up and down and up and down, and we might gently nudge them and say, tell me more about why you did that. Or I saw that you noticed your little one really wanted that scarf. They were looking intently at it. You know, how did you think to do that little song? And and just looking at the parents and watching them and letting them lead. That way they can do the same thing with their little ones. That's right. And then the value of doing that within a group setting is that other families can notice that and see that and observe different ways of being with children, right? And my goodness, especially as we come out of the deepest, darkest depths of COVID, like what a beautiful, what a beautiful thing. And I will say we've been doing also all of these classes virtually as well. And that is an incredible thing to witness because as we know, virtual connection can be actually just as fulfilling 
uh, in many ways, but <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. from, from here in Michigan to you in yes. California, Iowa, here we are right, right now. Exactly. Right. <laughs> so uh, let's just wrap this one up today, this episode, go ahead, Miranda, and let us know where people can find the special little present that you have created for our listeners. Yeah. You can head to early intervention, slash daily routines free. And I'd love to have you download my dressing routines guide. Uh, so fun. So fun. So fun. Awesome. And then of course you can go to learnwithless.com slash blueprint to download the learn with less infant and toddler development blueprint that really kind of outlines just all of those four different pillars that we're talking about in these four episodes as well. So hooray, head over to our Instagram and Facebook profiles as well for some more visual content around what we're talking about today at early intervention mama and at learn with less and go ahead and DM us if you have ideas or thoughts or takeaways from these episodes because we love to hear what people say and of course also feel free to comment on on our stuff because it's really fun and it's actually I love having these conversations with you Miranda so I'm looking forward to our next episode but until then we'll see you all next time goodbye Thanks for being here. See you later. What will you do the rest of your day? Goodbye to the babies. Goodbye to the toddlers. Goodbye bigger kids. Goodbye all the siblings. Goodbye to the grown-ups. Goodbye to the singers. Goodbye I yell it. Goodbye to Miranda. We laughed and we played. We're getting very clever. This is what counts being here together. Thank you so much, everyone. The Learn With Less podcast brings you information, tips, and resources about all things early parenthood and early childhood. If you haven't yet done so, please do leave a review of the Learn With Less podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, wherever you like to listen to podcasts. That helps other people find the good work we're doing. And after you've done that, go ahead and share Learn With Less with a friend or colleague. See you next time.